0: Alright. Hello, now that we got the mic working. Yeah. Hello. Um, we got the setup. So, um, welcome is this episode five now? I wanna I wanna I say I wanna say this is episode I wanna five. Say five.
1: Wow, you guys have been busy. Yeah,
0: we've been doing yeah. this every week. Cool. Yeah. So, um you guys hear a third voice <coughs> this week. So this is my cousin Danielle. Hi, (laughs) Um, Danielle is here and today today's episode um, we're gonna talk a little bit about body positivity and the effects of
2: diet culture.
1: I'm so glad you asked me thank you both for having me yeah I'm very excited to be here to talk about uh, what You know, but maybe listeners might not, uh, is a, you know, very close to my heart topic. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah,
0: absolutely. We're happy to have you. We, um, I want to talk about the first night that you met Hannah. Um, We ended up in a diner.
1: We ended up in a diner. That is all good nights in New Jersey. And we were the loudest people
0: in the damn diner. We were the (laughs) loudest people in that diner. Oh, my God. And the diner
2: was packed. We're just very inconsiderate, really. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We were their entertainment. And the diner was packed,
0: too, and we were loud as hell. Yeah, we
2: were very loud.
0: It was really funny. I think that was when I saw that waiter... That oh, I used that to know.
1: Yes. I saw a
0: waiter that um, once did hard drugs in front of me. Um, so delightful, delightful. Yep. And I explained this situation, and Hannah gave a very good example of what she was like the first night we met, <laughs> which I explained that story <laughs> on a previous episode. Um, i think i said like oh he's the one over there with the tattoo and hannah went where i'll trip him yeah i was like whoa she was like when he's carrying plates i'll trip him and i was like oh my god
2: savage yeah i "I have to sit on the end
0: she was like let me sit on the end i'll stick my leg out and i was like jesus christ which is really funny that hannah's you're very protective
2: Violent,
0: You're really. <laughs> You're violently <laughs> protective.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm turning 21 on October 4th.
2: Woo! Party. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, me and Hannah are going bar hopping, and Hannah, when I said, would you want to go bar hopping with me for my birthday, Hannah's response was, I am going to make sure you are
2: so safe Oh, he's like oh my god okay
1: (laughs) good times are safe times yeah yeah, safe times are good times (laughs) I am always
2: the mom friend I could be absolutely sloshed and like I'm still looking around like is everybody okay who's throwing Mm -hmm. up who needs water are you okay (laughs) I can't walk up the stairs but I'm finding a
1: way to (laughs) yeah Good. So. Every group needs one. Oh yeah. We all, all of us, uh, you know, not mom friends. What are we, kid friends? I guess we thank kid you. Friends. The kid friends. We thank the you. The toddler friends. We appreciate you. <laughs>
0: the toddler friend. That's so funny. Um, yeah. Don't
1: do twenty one shots, please. No. no.
0: No. Oh God, no.
2: Um, thanks (laughs) no no when i won't allow them to pay that much money for such small amount of liquor it's not worth it um when we go to uh i don't
0: know raise your mic level a little bit you're a little quiet oh it's the first time i've ever been told that thank you um are you on level one or level two
2: i don't know but i can bring myself closer
0: yeah you're level two Okay, okay there we go we're good um, Cause you were so quiet in oh, last really? week's episode. I believe it. I was doing the editing and I was like, "Oh god," <laughs> um, which was really funny. I was making the disclaimer for um, last week's episode, and um, I think I, I think I said something like. Uh, Thank you for your patience while we find our footing and work out the kinks of recording. We appreciate your support to the six people that listen to our podcast. I love it. Hey, we
1: would like to give a special shout out to those six people. Yeah, yeah, literally. That was like ODS. And I, (laughs) in
0: a previous episode, one of the disclaimers was. Please excuse the poor audio quality. Ray was sitting too close to the microphone. We will take care of this problem in the future. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had my mouth on the microphone. Yeah, and the thinking that time. I
2: needed to, and it was yeah. just like overloading the mic. I'm like sitting and there and watching them, and I'm like, even am, am I doing it wrong? Even I have to be but wrong. I think that's
1: like the instinct, if you you know oh, yeah. uh, when you see a microphone it's it's the thing right up yeah, in there yeah even Absolutely. in post
0: production there was no rescuing that audio yeah. but you know what fair. this is
1: a learning experience yeah yeah
0: there was no rescuing that so audio
1: so i'm sure it will only get even more spectacular yeah
0: hell yeah so um so i was thinking about what we were going to talk about for this episode and how i was going to lead into this conversation and then i remembered that you've done a podcast before
1: I have. This is You're actually my the... second podcast appearance. You guys? Yeah. My so shout out to the Fat Club podcast, right? Uh, yeah. Which you can find on Spotify. And uh, yeah, I met these lovely, lovely people on, on the cruise, the plus size fashion cruise I went mm-hmm. on, which was with TCF, the Curvy Fashionista. Mm-hmm. And if you are at all interested in plus size fashion, that is required reading. <laughs> uh no it just is i mean that's that's fact um but yeah they do this really awesome cruise every year and it's just a bunch of fat babes getting together <laughs> in their swimsuits being awesome and having a great time yeah and I met these two lovely people and uh they were nice enough to have me on uh their their podcast episode I
0: listened to that you were Aww. so you were so like well spoken I was really thank you pleased. I was
1: drunk <laughs> <laughs> The <laughs> unlimited alcohol package, so I was wasted. That's awesome. That's the only way to do a cruise. I'm saying. That's awesome. Yeah, no, but we had so much fun, and they were lovely people. So shout yeah.
0: Out. So what did you guys um, talk about? Because when I listened to the podcast, I listen I heard a term um, that I had never actually heard used
2: before, which was super fat.
1: Yes. And I had never heard that term. Okay, so I love
2: this scale, I just mm. learned about it. Yes, thank you
1: for bringing that up because I, I had heard Super Fat before, but that podcast was when I was introduced to the term InfiniFat, which I mm. am so sorry, I can't remember who coined that term. They do say that in the podcast episode, mm-hmm. um, but it is another um, you know person in, in the space um, who came up with that term. And the scale and on how we differentiate ourselves within the fat community and and again this is not community-wide everybody sort of has their own word which i think is important Mm -hmm. Uh, but to me and this is what i said then and i'll say it now Mm um it's kind of hard to go by like a certain Weight or certain measurements because yeah. everybody is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like a size. Exactly. I've so. seen it
2: broken up by Torrid sizing, if that makes sense. I've so seen So like, I yep. you know like between this and this. Hannah works and Torrid. If this size isn't available at Torrid, then that you know right.
1: You- and I think that's w- one of the definitions of super fat for me is mm-hmm. not being able to go necessarily into a plus size store and find your size. So mm-hmm. above 24, which thankfully mm-hmm. Torrid does carry, yeah. but yeah, very often. They go up to 30, but more yeah.
2: often it's more than than not. not, fives are not carried in store. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. when you which get, get to other. that
1: point, that to me is one of the sort of metrics for I feel comfortable calling myself super fat within that category because Mm -hmm. I can't even go to a plus size store most of the time and find my size. Another Mm -hmm. one would be not being able to fit into most chairs with arms. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. super fat being not just fat, but fat to the extent that your day-to-day life is made more difficult or more restrictive by Mm -hmm. your fatness. Right. For reasons like that, logistical reasons like that. Yeah. Uh, and again, everybody has a different definition, but you know, there I think is an importance not necessarily drawing lines and further dividing ourselves, but in the sense that just understanding that people experience fatness differently, yeah, and that that is valid—that some people have a harder time than others—and and, and yeah. something that should be taken into consideration right yeah right. i think it's
2: incredibly important in the plus size community to be able to recognize your privilege as a smaller bodied person absolutely i completely um, agree because you know like comparatively to like a size six i have it very difficult but compared yeah. to like a size 32 i have it easy breezy yeah walk in the park yeah. simple as can be and mm-hmm. i think that's really important in order to be able to keep the community not in check, but like as as a community, you know, and Absolutely. Saying?
1: and I think talking about body the body positivity movement This brings up a really important topic and one that's certainly being discussed a lot right mm-hmm. now, right? body positivity is not exclusively for the fat community Absolutely, that's true it's something that affects literally everyone mm-hmm. and because I'm a dork I did a little bit of homework and mm-hmm. just read some very basic statistics on body image mm-hmm. something like 91% of women at any given time are on a diet or say they need to lose weight mm-hmm. yeah Uh, 46% of young girls aged 9 to 11 say that they are uncomfortable in their body and need to lose weight. Mm. So this is starting early, Mm. and it doesn't affect just one gender. You know, body image, especially with our, you know, patriarchal society that we live in, um, it affects everyone, and it's for everyone. That being said, there are a lot of people within the that community, whether that's that liberation, that acceptance, whatever you want to call it, um, that feel that the body positivity movement has been co-opted by thinner bodies,
2: one hundred percent, and have
1: been erasing the plus size experience, and that is something that is important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, when we talk about things like intersectionality, we have to include size. And I think within both the body positivity and fat acceptance or, you know, just fat in general spaces, we need to recognize that too, because there would be none of this talk or movement without, you know, fat women of color and, and in particular, fat black women who really paved the way for us to be able to be having these discussions right now Mm -hmm. and be listened to and taken seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Truly, body positivity is a concept for everyone that crosses all, you know, all groups um, Yeah Ages and races and genders and Mm -hmm. And abilities abilities abilities. Um, Yeah You know and all all different identities. So I think that's an important distinction.
0: Yeah, absolutely um So you are a self-proclaimed size activist. Yes, I am. Which is awesome because um, I can't say that I am one purely because I don't think I'm active enough in the sense of, like, activism. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I, I, I don't... I think I... Have my own personal journey with size acceptance yeah, and I think, body positivity. Yeah, but I wouldn't say I'm necessarily public enough to be an activist mm. about it. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. and I think that's super valid because any activism, you know, that's hard work and it forces you to confront a lot of noise uh, yeah. and and stuff, and it's hard and and you know. There is a certain amount of, you know, outness and, and, and mm-hmm. frank public discussion that comes mm-hmm. with activism that can be harmful for people.
0: And it can be very intimidating.
1: It is very intimidating. Yeah. I can tell you that as somebody who, who takes on this work as often as possible. Yeah. Um, even I don't do it 24-7, it's, yeah. you know, and I feel like activism is like that no matter what. But yeah, especially when it's something that's so acceptable to be critical of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I don't want to be playing the oppression Olympics, but you have, I'm sure, heard people say before that fatness is one of the last uh, accepted prejudices, and it, it is true. Yeah, yeah. It's not the only one, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and people feel very comfortable coming up to you as a stranger in the street, un-invited, uh, you know invited, uh, and telling you what they think of the way that you look, or oh, yeah. what you're mm-hmm. eating, or, yeah. you know, people feel very comfortable doing that, and people feel yeah. very comfortable denying fat people their basic human rights. Right? Yeah, so Now mm-hmm. we're getting into something a little bit of a separate issue, um, mm-hmm. but... Uh, if anyone is interested in the radical idea that fat people deserve basic human respect and dignity, uh, then I would encourage you to please check out the National Association for the Advancement of Fat People. Mm,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. Um, because they have been around for a lot longer than you think. It yeah. Was, um, and I don't remember the details exactly, but I know it was mm-hmm. organized sometime in the 60s, and they are active today, and they have wonderful outreach programs. A lot of people don't realize, and this is something we touched on in the podcast episode of the Fat Club that I was on, Yeah. except for a couple of places, Mm -hmm. um, I think Michigan being one of them, Mm -hmm. it is perfectly legal still in the United States and elsewhere to discriminate based on fatness. Oh my god. You can be denied a job for being fat. You can be denied anything. It's it's yeah. not included in equal opportunity or any of that stuff, except for certain areas. I
2: literally had no idea Most that that people was true. Don't.
1: Most people don't. I had no
2: idea that I, was a thing. I didn't know it was a thing until I was having a conversation with my coworker who is about a size 22-24, 20 mm-hmm. um, who mentioned a job interview that they had gone on. And immediately walked out and was like, I'm not getting the job based solely on my size. Yeah. And I was like, How how did you know? And they were like, You can just you can just tell. Yeah. yeah. And then I experienced workplace discrimination because of it. Mm-hmm. When I was smaller than I am now, it which is, is weird. It's frighteningly yeah.
1: common. Yeah. If you ask most plus size people, they will tell you at some point. Um it's it's a very, very common form of size discrimination. I think second only to medical uh discrimination and fat yeah. phobia yeah. i
2: feel like the belief that your worth is tied to your health is also very absolutely.
1: prominent in the fat
2: community absolutely yeah. see, there's so much ableism i see so very many much. people being like well if you're fat and healthy right i could be on my deathbed and i am still worthy of the same human rights and liberties that joe schmo down the street absolutely the to reach.
1: absolutely it it is, is. reach that is the god's honest truth That is the objective truth, and that is what, uh, you know, fat activism is about. We're talking about people here. We shouldn't have to wait until we fit inside some arbitrary descriptor of what is considered acceptable. Like some, like, societal ideal of what people are supposed to look like. It
2: really is, like, fueled by, like you said, this patriarchal society. Mm -hmm. Like people don't realize the entire reason fat phobia is a thing is because these huge brands are of telling the male you gaze. that Why uh, yes. oh yes yeah <laughs> oh yes yeah it's, it's men who run huge corporations mm. who believe that they shouldn't have to cater to a woman that they wouldn't have relations with yeah you know oh, themselves. Are,
1: we, are we being pc
2: no i i can censor
0: i, I censored the episode yeah, i think do. the only okay. episode i didn't censor last week Was because we were talking about what did we talk about last week? We
2: talked about um, your identity. We We were talking about about gender identity, and that felt like
0: a very. I I didn't feel like I needed to censor that just because I think I said the f word like
1: twice. Okay. Um, I probably should have asked this before we. No 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 you're good (laughs) you're good good. no you're good
0: you're good yeah that conversation was so like. Deeply honest, that I didn't feel I didn't feel like it was Absolutely. necessary for me to censor
2: it. Absolutely, and I don't think so. The you one can before you can go first. ahead. You can go ahead. Well, yeah. I mean,
1: bottom line, men assign value to women. You know, and I'm making a generalization here, obviously. Hashtag not all men. Yeah, not all men. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but historically and yeah. societally, uh, society in general, a patriarchal society assigns value to women based mm-hmm. on, you know. If they're effable or not. Yeah, whether or not. And yeah. uh, if you don't hold the male gaze and the male interest, then you are worth less. Yeah, then f you, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and that's the reality. Yeah, right? it's. And it's internalized with people of all genders. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, especially at this point with the, all the messages. We receive, um, there's a fantastic blogger who mm-hmm. was part of my, a big part of my introduction into fat acceptance and, and the fat online space. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Her name is Reagan Chastain. Um, I
0: love Reagan Chastain. Yeah, I love her mm-hmm. too.
1: I follow her. Uh, her blog is called Dances with Fat. Mm hmm. Uh, and she counted one time
2: mm-hmm.
1: how many messages, negative messages, about her body she got in one day just from walking around, just from media, from Mm -hmm. ads, from other people, Mm -hmm. and it was, I don't remember the number, but it was a staggeringly horrifying number. Yeah. So this is subconsciously and consciously pounded into us. Absolutely. Constantly, Mm -hmm. 100%. Mm -hmm. So it's hard not to, you know, have this internalized fat phobia. And, yeah. and, and yeah. I think that's why pointing it out uh, is very important and Absolutely. a great form of activism because mm-hmm. awareness is important.
0: Absolutely. Um, I have like distinct memories of people in my family who um, I'm sure when I say that you know exactly who I'm talking about. I do. Um, I have distinct memories of being told what I could not couldn't wear Mm-hmm. Um, because it didn't look good on my body and I remember um, I went out shopping with one of these people and um, I picked up a pair of cut-off shorts and mm-hmm. they were they were short shorts and mm-hmm. um, they, I, they had them in my size and I wanted to get them so I went to the person that was with me and was back to school shopping with me and I said oh my god they have, they have shorts in my size we gotta get them and her response was you don't have the body for those shorts and I was like, cool, I'm
2: 12. Like, you know,
1: like, yep. it was it, it from a young age. Yeah, and from that, a young you know age. What? That's, and I'm not defending that position, but that's what they were told.
2: Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. I feel like, especially in families with diet culture and the, the whole, you know, being raised to be thin mm. Yeah. really comes from a place of generational trauma. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Mm. I think a lot of people um, associate um your self-worth and your um I can't think of a better word than self-worth um with the way you look yeah like I it took me a long time to be able to say I'm comfortable with my body I don't I don't I like my body I'm
1: fine yeah and you your heads and shoulders above a lot of people yeah you never learned that lesson or learning. yeah, it, yeah like know, i know i'm plus
0: sized and i am trying to i am using like i, I told we talked about this in one of the episodes i'm using noom um which is that like psychology based weight loss program
1: mm-hmm.
0: i'm using it to be healthy i'm not using it to be skinny i'm using it so my health is good because i found out i have high cholesterol and i was like okay i want to fix that and he told mm-hmm. me that a dietary change would be good and i was like okay then i'll eat healthier that's the only reason I'm doing it. I'm, I want to be healthy. I don't care how much weight I lose. You know, like, I'm fine with it, you know?
1: Um, yeah, and I think everyone needs to make those decisions, you know, with their own goals in mind yeah. and not informed by all of these messages telling absolutely. you that you have to
0: Absolutely, be absolutely. absolutely. And that you don't need... I, I see no need to be skinny. I don't see any reason to be skinny. Yeah. I don't feel mm-hmm. like I have to be. I don't care.
1: And, you know... Loving your body is a constant practice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And yeah. it doesn't happen every moment of every day. And there no. can be tremendous pressure to, when you're working on that, mm-hmm. to feel that way. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there's been a discussion, I think, more recently about that, how body positivity puts that pressure Mm -hmm. on people enough so that a new term or new ish, new to me has been emerging um Mm. or a new movement called body neutrality Mm, yeah Um, and i think that's worth talking about too Mm -hmm. because it's hard loving your body all the time is not realistic
0: yeah yeah
1: for anyone yeah and you know i don't think We have enough pressures on us. Yeah. I don't think we need to add that. Uh, And, you know, if you don't love your body all the time, that's okay. That's fine. That doesn't mean you're invalid or doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. But I do think that the journey of coming to accept yourself and your body as part of yourself and your self-worth mm-hmm. is a really healing one and a really necessary one. Absolutely. Uh, to counteract the, the consistent messaging that we get that we are not okay. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, um, I think that that is something that is a, a practice rather than a decision uh, and something that you have to work at. And there are tools and tips and tricks to doing that as I have come to learn throughout my journey. Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, everybody has their own, but um, just even that realization that it's it's mm-hmm. a practice, it's, yeah. I think, an important distinction to make.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also find that dependent on the person, some of the tips and tricks are stuff that, like, you're not going to find on a website. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. when I'm having a really bad day, and I'm like, oh, I just, I'm not happy with the skin that I'm in, and all this stuff. I just, like, the my body is the least interesting thing about me. (laughs) Like, that's what I have to think. And it's just like, yeah, you know what?
1: Perspective. You're not wrong.
2: Yeah. You're not
0: wrong. You're a wildly interesting person thank um, you yeah oh my god yeah Yeah. what was
1: well, Is there some dust in i yeah. think oh i
0: think god. like the second or third time we hung out we mm-hmm. had the conversation of i think we're platonic soulmates oh yeah i think we had oh that yeah. conversation <laughs> and um i love that because like y- yeah. that that's that's the kind of friendship that you like that it's like in like the um coming of age movie that's like yes. the adaptation of John Green's book. It's oh, like yeah. that's painted as the
2: ideal. Yeah. So like I... If I, you were to be like, I need to follow this girl. She left me a paper trail. I'd be like, you're nuts. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, you're insane. Get in the car. Yeah. <laughs> <exciting>. <laughs> you look at the map. Get in the car. That's a
1: horrible idea. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was like when we said we were, uh, gotta go out drinking. I was like, what if I meet somebody? And you were like, if we go together, we're leaving together. And I was again. like, oh my god. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. We were sitting in an IHOP, and I was like, you wanna go bar hopping? And jokingly said, what if I meet somebody? And you were like,
2: you're not gonna
0: do that! And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I was like, yes sir. <laughs> yes ma'am. <laughs> whatever you say. Sorry, mom. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) I was like, damn. Okay. Jesus. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. But, um, one thing I definitely wanted to talk about in this episode is, um, before we even get into diet culture, um, the, we know about workplace discrimination now, which I was not aware of, you Mm -hmm. know, there's, Lots of different places of discrimination, but the biggest place that I find an issue, and I've personally had this issue, is with doctors
1: Uh, in healthcare. Medical fat phobia is my favorite. Yes, when
0: I was seeing my previous doctor, it was a pediatrician because apparently you're supposed to see a pediatrician until you're 21. Um, Really you typically see a pediatrician until you're 21 and then you move on to a uh, general practitioner. Uh Um, I stopped seeing my pediatrician when I was uh, almost 18 um, because every time I would go to see her, um, here's an example. One time I was really struggling to breathe and it came out of nowhere and I was like really like I was wheezing and like I had pain in my forehead and I was like well I clearly have a sinus infection but I think something else is wrong too mm-hmm. and when I swallowed it felt like I was swallowing glass so I was like okay I'll, apparently I also have strep um because when I get sick I get sick I get yes you I get do.
2: strep you a sinus <laughs> infection an ear you infection don't have anything right? I don't think I've never halfway. met another person who gets like that but I'm the same way I swear to god the I, last time I was I sick double pink eye infection. Yeah. And, like uh, six respiratory I injuries. I get
0: like double ear infections, strep yes. and a sinus infection yeah. all at and once. And it's awful. So I go to her, I go, I go to see her and I um, schedule this appointment for the next day. Uh-huh. And I go to see her and I'm, I'm describing all my symptoms. I'm like, it, I feel like I'm swallowing glass. Um, I feel like I'm swimming in my head. Like I, my head is kind of swimming and I'm really struggling to breathe. Mm-hmm. Anybody would be like, you probably have strep, you probably have a sinus infection, and you might have an upper respiratory infection yeah. if you're struggling to breathe. Yeah. Her response was that she was going to put me on a dietary regimen that would make me feel better because it would make me healthy and it would help me lose weight and then my symptoms would yeah. go away. The
1: diagnosis of fat has been responsible for yeah. so oh many God, yeah. mi- missed, like, Real, yeah. like, actual, and diagnoses. I was so
0: angry, and I thought it was such absolute bullshit that I went to an urgent care, and mm-hmm. I and I I said to her, I walked in, and I I walked in, and I said, I'm, I explained my symptoms. She said, okay, the doctor will be right with you, and I said, I need somebody who's not going to look at my size and tell me that I'm fat, and that's the problem. Diagnose me like I'm skinny, and her yeah. response was, nobody's going to do that here, nobody oh is going to diagnose you fat and say that's what your issue is and I was like okay good Good. I was like good so I went back with the doctor and she was like I gotta ask why you said that like she told me that you said that and I was like because I went to my pediatrician and I explained all my symptoms and she told me that she was gonna put me on a dietary regimen and she goes oh my god and she was like shocked and I said can you find out what's wrong with me I'm really I'm suffering and she was like yeah so she did a bunch of tests And I had bronchitis, a sinus infection, strep, and an ear infection all at once.
1: That sounds miserable. And
0: her response, and I said, okay, thank you. And she prescribed me all these antibiotics. Mm
1: -hmm. And then she says to me, she goes, and your doctor
0: didn't even do any tests?
1: And I said, no, didn't do a single test. That is such a common... Experience, which is so sad. Yeah. Um oh my God. I
0: um, now I'll only go to like a city MD. That's the only place
1: I'll go. Well, it's, because and it's not necessarily a, a, a single place. It's no, it's just that particular
0: doctor. location. Yeah. I, I, every time I go there, I they yeah. they treat because me can, like a and that's patient. That's what you
1: have to do. You have yeah. to seek out. But so many people avoid. Going to the doctor anyway, and it can be so exhausting and time-consuming mm-hmm. and expensive. And then to you try get there. to find a doctor to treat your actual yeah. issue. And then
0: they Absolutely. get there. And then you get there, and they waste your time by telling you you're fat, lose weight. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, but I have all these infections, and all you did was tell me that I'm fat. So mm-hmm. I would just
1: like to. Mention a resource, a couple resources mm-hmm, here, mm-hmm. because this is such Go a for common it. issue within the fat community. Absolutely, that is so actually dangerous. Oh my legitimately god, legitimately dangerous. Kills people, yeah, legitimately. Absolutely kills. People. Legitimately fatal. Um, that I need to mention. You know, it can be hard for people to be their own advocate. Absolutely. Uh, and again. First, I would like to mention Regan Chastain, Dances mm-hmm. with Fat. She actually published a guide mm-hmm. for how to talk to doctors, even a script of what to say Yeah, uh, to bring with you. You can, you can print it out and bring it with you. Mm-hmm. You can share it with your doctor, um, saying things like, you know, what treatment would you recommend for this issue for a thin person? Mm-hmm. And asking them outright, and then saying, "I would like to try that." Yeah, um, just just things like that, even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you don't have to be weighed if you don't want you to. You can deny it. Yeah, I've I've,
0: I've denied it before. Um, and when I was seeing my pediatrician, I started denying it. Um, but now i'm seeing a gp and she's amazing she's so like the
1: least fat phobic like she's yeah great. and you may want to be weighed but the point is it's your choice yeah Absolutely. i started feeling
0: comfortable being weighed and i said to yeah. her, i was like i'm comfortable being weighed but um i i don't want to be told what i'm i weigh right and yeah. her response was no problem and she was like okay so you're a little you're a little above um where you should be which was putting it nicely and she was like, you're a little above where you should be. And she was like, that's, that's not a huge issue. She was like, you have, you know, medical problems. Like, I have PCOS. She was like, I, I'm not surprised. Like, you know, PCOS always does this. And she was like, validating my experience. And like, being like, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, you know,
1: you're healthy. Well, and I think and that that's great, but I also... But that should be the standard. But I also want to point out that were that not the case, Mm-hmm. You're still deserving of accurate medical care. Oh, well, I mean, 100%. 100%. And oftentimes that is denied or overlooked. And absolutely. I think, you know, it's hard enough, especially with the state of, you know, insurance and, and the medical system in this yeah. country. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, so I just want to make sure people know that that guide from Reagan Chastain is out there. There's also a really great poem. Um, that very uh, aptly illustrates this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Rachel Wiley. The name of the poem is called The Fat Joke. You can mm-hmm. find it on uh, her performance of it on the Button Poetry YouTube um, I love Button YouTube Poetry. Channel. I know, I, I love, love them, them.
0: too. Um, I like Neil Hillborn.
1: Yeah, yes. I mean, there's so he many. He writes. he writes a lot of
0: um, really incredible poetry. I like his, um, or... Um, um something like telling uh, a conversation with my mom and it's like telling her about like describing your depression to your Mm -hmm. mom and trying to validate
1: it and her just being like no there's just such moving stuff on button poetry anyway yeah yeah. that that one in particular i think that that performance that she does just really illustrates the danger of medical fat phobia and the experience that so many of us have the last resource specifically for medical fat phobia that i want to mention is Dr. Linda Bacon, who is sometimes credited with starting the Health at Every Size movement. Um, on her website, there is a national or maybe even international directory mm-hmm. of um, Health at Every Size physicians. Oh, okay. That's incredible. These are medical That's professionals great. that have actually studied, you know, this issue and mm-hmm. um, are, you know, knowledgeable about you know, weight and health not mm-hmm. being the same thing, and how to yeah. how to compassionately and accurately treat that's awesome fat people. That's, that's awesome. incredible, um, and I think that it's a, a resource that's growing every day. And I want to make sure people know about that as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely, because absolutely. this is such a widespread issue. Um, and you know, it's 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 tough. And yeah, when there's so many people out there saying that you're not worth anything unless oh, yeah. you're skinny and unless you're healthy mm-hmm. um, i think it that's that's sort of in the cultural like zeitgeist and mm-hmm. it, so medical professionals can't help yeah. but to have a certain amount of fat phobia just like the rest of us but yeah. some are you know better than others and yeah. i think yeah. finding that physician that is willing to spend the time and actually treat you yeah Um, is not just important but critical because as i said people die from this
2: absolutely yeah a hundred percent i think something that a lot of um doctors don't understand is like we we understand that certain things can be exacerbated by weight we're not we're not saying that we're not saying that we're not not saying that like my pcos might get a little bit better if i lose 30 pounds i i get that but when we're Going to the doctor and saying, hey, I can't breathe. There's something wrong. Yeah, I feel like that's a swallowing glass. And their response isn't immediately, let's run some tests, and then we'll talk about if weight loss could be something that would help this. Mm -hmm. And their response is, well, you need to lose weight. Go somewhere else. Here's a diet regimen.
1: Right. It's killing people. Yeah, and it's irresponsible. And... If someone refuses to give you... <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, uh, I, got, I got an
0: email from my school saying, Beware of bears! Um, hey. There was a black bear sighting. Oh, that happens all the time. That's great. One time I remember being on campus and I got a text that was like, Avoid the dining hall, there's bears in the field. And I was like, oh, great. <laughs> all right, so I'm ordering takeout. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> the joys of going to a small school in the country. Oh in the goodness. middle of the
0: woods. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so you were saying, sorry. Um, no, just that if you are I'm refused. I'm the poster child for
1: ADHD. <laughs> if you are refused the standard of care to which you are entitled, you do not have to pay that copay. You can walk out and yep. say, you're not treating me to the standard of care that i should be getting and i am not paying for this appointment
2: yeah i've also customer
1: because it's a for-profit medical system here in these united states and so you absolutely have that option
2: yeah absolutely it's also i know i've never tried it i'm very i'm very grateful i i don't know that my physicians are super like pro health of all size but Mm -hmm. he doesn't bring it up which I'm grateful enough, yeah, because i I live in Blairstown, small country, mm-hmm. like area um, th- the I'm very grateful that that they don't bring it up uh-huh. um, unless I bring it up, of course, but I know people who um have said that even talking to your doctor, and being like, you know, if they do refuse to take care of you and do actual tests, you can ask them to put it in their chart, and I mean, then it is there for insurance to see. It is on record. It is written. It can be used in the court of law. Yeah, you could say like, can you and put they in my chart that you eat. refused to treat me,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and that
1: you weren't, you wouldn't do any tests, and yep. then usually they'll, they'll, then they'll do tests. Yeah. But yeah, that's another great point, um, and something else that's covered in that guide, which again I just want to mention. Yeah, um, that's so that, important. Yeah, it, it is so important that, that phobia people in
0: healthcare. Yeah. Is just it's just rampant. It shouldn't be yeah. there. It shouldn't exist. And, you know, sh- shouldn't exist in the first place. Oh but. yeah, of course. But um,
1: but this is also on top of you know the difference in care already that women receive, that Black women receive. Mm-hmm. With, oh my God. Yeah. You know, this is just another layer talking about intersectionality again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's valid. You know. Yes. Yeah. You know, it really, unless you're a white man You're not getting the top standard of care f- for the most part Absolutely mm-hmm. not And that's needs to change
0: Yeah, absolutely So, we're gonna get into diet culture Ah,
1: uh, yes mm-hmm. The mm. seven so, billion dollar so industry that what is diet culture For
0: anybody who doesn't know what, what is diet culture How would you describe it?
1: I would describe it as a large for-profit industry in the same way you talk about Big Pharma and Big Tobacco. Mm-hmm. Oh, it yeah. is mm-hmm. a juggernaut of a, a again, $7 billion with a B dollar industry that is everywhere um, marketing this illusion of weight loss, permanent mm, yeah. weight loss. And mm. I say illusion because the statistics on this are very clear uh, and and continue to show I mean study after study that um, intentional weight loss in the long term has an extremely low success rate it's very low five percent of people it's v- it's very much not sustainable well yeah I mean this and there's so much data on this but yeah. the studies show that over a five-year period, the amount of people who lose a significant amount of weight and keep it off for any significant amount of time is ap- approaching statistically insignificant. Yes. Yeah. It starts mm-hmm. at 5%, and mm-hmm. the further t- through time you get... It just goes... M- it goes to m- statistically zero. Down. yeah. So that being said, we have... This is one of the only instances that I can think of where we have doctors everywhere prescribing a course of treatment with a less than 5% success rate
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nowhere else would you do that. If you had, God forbid, cancer, mm-hmm. and you were offered a treatment... That had a less than, With a 5 less than percent 5% success rate. You'd be like, get the f*** out of you here. You would throw that doctor out of the room.
0: You'd be like, get oh, out. Yeah. Like, you're you're insane. And, and the, the, reason, reason, hospitals.
1: the reason why this is such a persistent thing is because of that $7 billion a year mm-hmm. diet oh, yeah. and culture yeah. who markets weight loss like it's something that yeah. is a real solution. Yeah. And... I'm not saying, you know, already I can I can hear the comments a-roaring and a-rumbling <laughs> somebody's cousin's, friend's, former co-worker's boss's daughter, who lost 100 pounds on Weight Watchers and has kept it off for 20 years, and yes, those people exist. Absolutely.
2: They really. are
1: in the distinct minority, mm-hmm. but that diet industry, big diet they want mm-hmm. you to believe that that is 100% possible yeah. for oh, everyone. Yeah. And that it's just a simple math equation of calories in, calories out. Well, guess what? If that were the case, there'd be no fat people. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And, you know, still we get people going on morning talk shows that will die on that hill. That that is Oh, wild. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that you can lose weight if you just work hard enough. The reason why monsters like Jillian Michaels exist Mm -hmm. and thrive and are successful is because of diet culture. And yes, I called her a monster. If you disagree with me, do a little Googling, honey.
2: Yeah. And then come back
1: and talk to me.
2: Yeah. And you have these these game shows, like The Biggest The Biggest Loser. I used to sit there and watch that. Idolizing those people at like nine years now old, I just being like one of those days I'm gonna be that thin. One of these days I'll look like Chili Now that I just that is
1: that. diet culture. Absolutely, because that thought has been targeted, marketed to you since you were a baby. Yeah, and that yeah. is diet culture. Yeah. yeah, and the reality is most of us end up damaging our health
2: through oh, dieting. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Far yeah. more. Oh my god than anything yeah.
1: else.
0: Than being plus sized or being unhealthy or being fat or whatever you want to call it. Diet Any culture
1: absolutely
2: kills people. Yeah. It it
1: and we're it not kills even, people. We haven't even gotten into eating disorders. Yeah, no. that
0: was something I wanted to cover. Es- especially um, because diet culture can just I've experienced it. It can oh, yeah. so validate and what is the word I'm looking for? I um it I, can I feel it, like validate it is a very thing. It can order. validate eating disorders 100% in a sense where I'm not saying eating disorders are invalid but it almost like kind of gives it the stamp of approval.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah because it's oh seen yeah. early on until people realize what a problem it is for that individual or realize mm-hmm. the extent of it it's yeah. seen mm-hmm. as "quote unquote morally good behavior." Mm. Yeah, because, they oh, you're exercising a lot, oh, it. you're not eating much, you're being mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, This is what we expect morally from our fatties, because yeah. if you're fat and you're not on a diet, and you're not showing everyone you're on a diet, then how dare you? How yeah. dare you have clothes mm-hmm. that fit? How mm-hmm. dare you enjoy your life? Uh-huh. How dare you eat food in public? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a big part of my activism. And you don't think it's a big act until you look around you. If you are a fat person and you go to the ice cream stand and you get the full fat, not sugar-free ice cream cone, and you sit there and you eat it and it drips down your hand and you have a great time and you take pictures and post it to your Instagram, that is revolutionary. And Mm -hmm. people will stare at you Mm Oh yeah, and good. That mm-hmm. is activism mm-hmm. because yeah. you're out there and you're eating in public as a fat person and that is revolutionary. And yeah. I, I think the fatty in line at the cupcake store, the fatty at the ice cream stand, if yeah. you're fat and you're eating in public in general,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: if it's anything other than a salad or a rice cake, mm-hmm. congratulations, you're a fat activist because what you're doing is revolutionary.
0: What I find interesting is that sometimes I find that fat people are damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because exactly. I
2: Absolutely. I
0: tried going to the gym at my school. And I told you about this. Yeah, you I, and I tried, have a nice conversation I about tried it. using the gym at my school because I wanted to, you know, um, start working out. And I was like, you know what? I worked out during quarantine and I lost 30 pounds. And I was like, that's pretty cool. I felt pretty good when I was you know, at that weight, I felt pretty, I felt, I felt healthy, you know what I mean, it's not, I didn't care about the way I looked, it was that I felt a a little better, it was easier to, um,
1: well, yeah, I mean, exercising to feel good, yeah, that's, that was the point, it's
0: been proven it's not to punish yourself, no, yeah, I was, I was trying to to feel good,
1: it's to feel good, and I was doing
0: strength training, so I was like, let me, I haven't done it in a while, let me try to get back into it, um, I'm just gonna jog on the treadmill. I'm gonna combination walk and jog. I'll jog until I get tired, and then I'll walk until I recover, and then I'll jog a little bit more. Um, so I didn't even get a chance to start because I got there and I got to the treadmill and I had my headphones on already, and I started like, you know, you put your keys and your wallet and your phone <laughs> and you you put it all on the treadmill. Um, And I had my headphones on, and um, I was listening to AJR, as I do, and um, I heard this, there were these lacrosse guys in the gym, and I heard, I just heard one of them start cracking up, so I was like curious, I was like, what's happening? So I paused it, and I heard that they were laughing about the fact that I was in the gym, and they were like, you know, fatty on the treadmill, Mm. and... I immediately grabbed all my stuff and walked out because I was not going to work out. I I don't, have the, it's con- a I don't toxic have the confidence. Space. I don't have the confidence. I don't have the confidence to be like fuck you. No,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, I walked out and I haven't been back because they they were very much laughing at the fact that someone of my size was in the gym. And mm-hmm. it's like so you so you're gonna tell me that I'm fat and I need to lose weight and I'm not gonna be valid until I lose weight and I'm skinny, but when I'm trying to lose weight Mm. and I'm actively in a space where the point is to be healthy and I'm gonna start working out, you're gonna make fun of me for that too.
1: Mm -hmm. This was one of the first concepts that got me into this space Mm -hmm. of health at every size, of fat activism, and it was my introduction, and I'm sorry, I keep bringing her up.
0: (laughs)
2: No, you're (laughs) fine.
1: To Regan Chastain, there was a post in particular where she talks about getting ready for swimsuit season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That I actually have, like, pins that I I reread every year that talks about this very thing. You cannot have it both ways. If you're going to be vocal about the fact that... People are fat and need to lose weight, mm-hmm. and then you know, run them out of the spaces where yep. they can exercise. Then mm-hmm. you're really just an asshole.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. You are an asshole. Something that you said that I really want to like tackle here is that mm-hmm. it's not. It has nothing to do with your confidence. It has everything to do with the fact that they are disgusting. I yeah. feel like fat phobia. Is that your stomach? Has Sorry. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> I have stomach issues.
0: <laughs> I heard, I was hearing you go like, it's not about your... <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Danielle's so stomach funny. has entered the
2: chat. <laughs> he has things to say. So, Sorry. Um, um, about the confidence. But I... A point that I think is really important to just bluntly say uh-huh. is fat phobia is not about health as much as these people want to say they care about you it is it not about health is about oppressing a group they don't find to be the ideal yeah you. Can only eat a salad But if you eat that salad in public Then you're just a fat whale Who can't get enough of that salad Yeah and how
1: much dressing did you put on that yeah, salad And maybe mm-hmm. if you didn't eat it with ranch You'd lose the weight yeah.
2: But also you need to focus on your health But uh, only if you go to a doctor That's telling you that losing weight is the answer Even if you're there sitting mm-hmm. there With Mm -hmm. a very visible illness, you're not on a diet. What is wrong with you? Uh huh. You want to go to the gym? You're not. You're not. You're not allowed there. You're not
0: actively trying to lose weight. What is wrong with you? You
2: aren't staring at yourself crying at night. You don't. You You are are comfortable with your body. You don't don't need your body. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah absolutely it's it's the you can never win and everybody's got something to say and that also carries over too into people coming up to strangers in their space thinking it's okay to comment i've had and that happens at the gym Quite often, and I think people Mean it to be encouraging Because they look at the fat person at the gym And think, oh, they just bought Their gym membership Good for them. They're finally up off the couch mm-hmm. And they go, mm-hmm. oh, and they pat you on the back And they say, hey, stick with it, you're doing great And I know that that's meant
2: To, to be, be positive
1: yeah. But Those inferences Are fat phobic You mm-hmm. don't know how long I've been at this gym I could mm-hmm. be an athlete yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. yeah.
2: There are four hundred plus pound people who run
1: marathons.
2: Exactly. Yeah. There, there is a woman I follow who's a dancer. She has done ads with Old Navy. She has. I know danced, exactly who you're talking yeah. about. I believe her I username her is Lizzie Dances yes. on TikTok. Yes, she's also on Instagram, Twitter. You can follow her pretty much everywhere, and unbelievably talented, like unequivoc- uh, unequivocally unequivocally so talented and you know you just look at the comments and oh, it's,
1: don't look at the comments it's don't look it's awful comments. and
2: she has even said like finding a dance studio has been a nightmare oh yeah. yeah you know being able to do these things has been a blessing but also it's been hell she's
1: just existing well just particularly fat athletes i think really um are just Put through the ringer so much more, and oh again, God, it's so yeah. counterintuitive because yeah. here is this person excelling at something with their fat body, mm-hmm. and people can't accept that. I think a lot of Jessamine yeah. Stanley and her amazing mm-hmm. um, yoga oh, yeah. Life changing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yoga practices. Um, yeah. You know, there's so many other people that we can mention. Uh, there's a f- oh, countless. You know, there are so many.
0: I mean, not even athletes. Like when Lizzo first became, like, was coming onto the scene, like,
2: yeah, people were tearing her apart, and 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 she she is my hero
1: because she gives no shits and she knows she's sexy as hell and she does Mm -hmm. not need those people. And Mm -hmm. that is my goal. And I love that. She is like my entire treadmill playlist. Mm -hmm. Playlist. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lizzo. I love but that. people
0: they say that like garbage about like oh you know like
1: you're promoting obesity. Yeah. Anytime you know. anyone fat does anything successful, they're promoting obesity. They're promoting yeah. Unless obesity. they're trying to lose weight. Oh yeah. And unless like, they're the spokeswoman for Jenny Craig. Yeah. And then they're being a good fatty. So I
0: okay. I just also find it insane that when Adele lost weight and she posted that picture. Of her weight loss, everybody was, like, talking about it. Everybody was talking about it. Same with Rebel it. Wilson. Everybody. It was yeah. the only thing people were talking about is the fact that she lost weight. Yep. You know, like... It was like they'd been nobody, waiting for it for years. Nobody like, oh, was fine, talking no, about her. How, what an incredible singer well, yeah, she was. Well, yeah, like, none of her accomplishments
1: yeah. nobody meant anything was talking, because this was, like, the best thing yeah, she ever did. Nobody yeah, nobody was
0: talking about, like she just seems like she's so, like, just the coolest person. Like, nobody was talking about that. Nobody's talking yeah. about how fucking funny she is. She's hilarious. Well, that happens every Rebel single Wilson. time. Rebel Wilson, nobody was talking about how what a talented actress she is, how yeah. funny she is, how successful she was as a fat person. Yeah. And everybody is just like, oh, like, they ignore... Everything else and they focus on you lost
2: weight.
1: You're not worthy like,
2: until you it's
1: are straight size. It's just it's That's ridiculous. how we see And these are the the thi- things that you know Everyone sees that yeah. reinforces this Notion mm-hmm. That you know again, you're not worth anything Adele and Rebel skinny. Wilson
2: were beautiful before they lost weight. Yes.
0: Yeah? Do you know what I mean? and I I hate the idea that these people are saying, oh, look how beautiful she looks. She was fucking beautiful. She was gorgeous. Absolutely She's always been gorgeous.
2: Gorgeous.
1: Yeah.
0: Rebel Wilson? Always been gorgeous. Like, I, I don't understand why people. I do understand, but it, it, it frustrates me that people look at somebody and they ignore everything about oh, yeah. them that is worth mentioning. And they look at them and they say they are not the ideal standard of beauty. They do not fit
1: typical beauty standards. They are not valid. Well, it's Mm -hmm. also about representation. And I think that's where the dialogue that is very controversial comes in Mm -hmm. when you have these fat celebrities that are successful and then lose a bunch of weight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a touchy subject within and without the fat community because, you know, the whole point is... This is a person that should be accepted mm-hmm. uh, and and celebrated for their achievements, regardless of what they look like. Yeah. Absolutely. However, that being said,
0: well, that's another we one all know we lost. that
1: representation matters, yeah. and there are so yeah. few pl- plus size idols that stay plus sized yeah. that it's kind of difficult, and and always brings up mixed feelings. And that's not to say. That's not a value judgment on somebody, you know, in the public eye losing weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because again, you know, above all else we have to be for bodily autonomy and, and, mm-hmm. and this is this person's journey yeah. and their body. Mm-hmm. Um and we don't get to pass judgment on that regardless. But mm-hmm. that being said, that is an issue and a subject of, of representation because it seems like every time Not every time, but many times when a fat celebrity becomes successful, they immediately lose a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. And um, it can be difficult for people looking for fat representation. And again, I say that without any kind of value judgment on weight loss or on those celebrities who have done those things. Yeah, absolutely. But it is, you know, something to think about.
0: Yeah, Yeah. it is one of those... um, you know, it's like, you know, good for you for, you know, you know, going on this journey and losing this weight. And if that's what you wanted to do, then great. But it is kind of like, that's one less kind of person, quote unquote, fighting for us, you know what I mean? And that's, that is an inherent feeling. And it's not a value. It's not to speak to anybody's value. But it is kind of the thought of like, okay, that's another, that's
1: one less person that's, that is representing us and um or, or to hold up as an example of a successful person that yeah. looks like me
2: mm-hmm. yeah i th- know i yeah. think that brings up another like super good point with them getting famous and losing weight is the fat phobia that exists in hollywood yeah. nine out of 10 times that Rebel Wilson was in the movie, she was the funny fat friends. Right. She was just the pig who sits on the couch and, oh, look at me eating. Oh, yeah, I go home and I eat 16 tubs of ice cream. Aren't I so funny? Yeah. I, I don't blame them for wanting to, but it is... It, it's just... It's such a widespread issue that, like...
1: Yeah. Isn't gonna because get that's, fixed. that's it. Those are the parts. Yeah. That's it.
2: Up Even, you know, and... This was the first time that I felt connected to a person or character is like A.D. Bryant with Shrill. Absolutely. Even then, like, I I feel like there's never just a role that is just the main character. Right. I can't just be fat but not be mentioned. Right. It has to be look at me. I'm a main character. I'm fat. I might not mention it every episode, but you're going to know
1: because I'm going to mention
2: it and people are going to say it. Mm -hmm. Right.
1: It's yeah. either about uh, making a statement about the fat experience, and there's value for that too. A hundred percent. Or okay. it's the fat best friend, and those are the options. Or yeah. it's you know the maid or the yeah grandma or like or, the evil
2: stepmom uh,
1: yeah or the villain or yeah. the villain absolutely
2: a hundred percent
1: and that's that's something that <laughs> hasn't changed really yeah um, and I think you know I want content with fat people front and center. I want that representation. So I loved Shrill. I loved Dietland. Um, I've been a big fan of Joy Nash for a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, She has a bunch of great YouTube videos from like a million years ago that are still there that everyone should check out, Mm -hmm. um, who starred in Dietland. Um, But also like- I'm gonna add that to my list. Yeah, the book is great. The series is great highly recommend Mm -hmm. Shrill again the book is great I haven't Um, read the book but I did
2: really enjoy I also
1: talking about like books about this subject Mm -hmm. Roxanne Gay uh, is my go-to like everyone should read her she should be required reading Um, Virgie Tovar Mm -hmm. Sonya Renee Taylor if you want to work on body positivity her workbook Mm. Oh my god. Everyone go get it. Like, (laughs) life-changing.
0: I watched, um, Dumplin' on Mm -hmm. Netflix, and I liked that because it did touch on the fact that she was Mm plus-sized, um, but that was not the main focus of the movie. The main focus is I'm gonna be in this beauty pageant and I hope I'm gonna win and I'm trying to figure out who I am mm-hmm. and I don't really understand my identity and I'm gonna go to a drag show with my best friend. And it was like, it was not the main focus of the movie. It's touched on when she joins this beauty pageant and they're like, are you sure? And she's like, oh f- yeah, like I'm doing this. Um, and doesn't but she it, do it like as a protest? She does it to embarrass, uh, like to, um, like to make a point. She, she does it to, um, embarrass her mom because her mom just thinks she's not like beauty pageant material, but she doesn't say it's because she's fat. So, it, I I don't know about the book, but in the movie, that she doesn't say it's because she's fat. She just says that she's not, like, prim and proper, and she's not, like, a southern belle, and she's not, like, the kind of person that would, like, enter a beauty pageant. So mm-hmm. she's like, I'm gonna enter the beauty pageant just to embarrass my mom. And then she, like, gets into it. And, like, you know, her being plus-sized is not the main story in the movie. It's not the main focus of the movie. And I thought that was incredible i thought that was great because it was just kind of like she's existing and she's fat and they mention it but it's not like every other scene is like i have to i have to fight and like stuff like that it's like you know who am i like i gotta i gotta learn who i am you know what i mean and it's like i gotta learn more about my own identity um and i think like her aunt passes and she's like this was the person who i connected with and now i don't have her and she was guiding me through my life and Mm. now i need to guide myself Mm -hmm. And that's very much the focus of the movie. And it's like finding yourself. And I appreciated that her being plus size is not the like giant big theme in
1: the movie. I I appreciated that. I also feel like things have gotten at least marginally better in the Mm -hmm. media space where they're at least for the most part casting fat actors mm-hmm. in these roles mm-hmm. like can we please be done with the fat suit
2: yeah it's not yeah
1: needed. yeah it's there's just needed. so many there's no horrible examples of that i mean it oh is still God, happening yeah. i know with the whole this is us thing it was such a controversy with the yeah. actor um whose name i can't remember who plays opposite chrissy metz
2: i know who you're talking um, about suit. yeah
1: yeah and you know i think he did a fantastic job as an actor, I'm not taking that away from him. Oh yeah. But I guarantee you, there was an actually fat actor that could have done as great, if not better, of a job. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that I don't want to take jobs away from anyone, but centering the conversation on someone who is not fat, rather than saying, "Hey, this is a role for a fat person," mm-hmm. yeah. And we're putting somebody in a fat suit, you know we need to make that unacceptable because yeah. it is absolutely. Yeah. absolutely it's unacceptable. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, obviously we have a long way to go, but I do feel like there's at least been some headway made with oh, that. Yeah. So some
0: semblance of things we gotta to take the better. the positives
1: mm-hmm. where where we can. So. We gotta
0: we gotta take the wins as they come, you know. Absolutely. So so um we have reached our time. All right. It's been an hour and six. Wow! Yeah, uh, I'm when you're having fun, me and Hannah have realized. <laughs> yeah, uh, just, while we're doing these episodes, that the time goes by very quick. Oh yeah! And um, every time we're like, okay, you know, like this is great. Um, how long have we been going? Oh wow, we reached yeah. our limit, next and we're just topic. like, just
2: kidding. It's been we're an just hour like, Next and a topic. Half. It's it's been like we
0: were recording and we. Um, I looked at the time and I was like, we've probably been going for like half an hour. And I looked and it was an hour and 15 minutes. And I was yeah, like, that the was the our episode wrap. on grief. That was the episode was on grief. That was like, the grief episode. I like, damn, a lot, lot to, to say oh about that. shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah.
1: Well, thank you again for having me. Thank uh, you for thank, thank you God. for being here. This has been a blast. Your
0: perspective on things, I, you're so informed and I just, I love hearing your perspective on things and I think a lot of uh,
1: people will enjoy that well thank you I appreciate that yeah absolutely hopefully I've I feel I wanted to you know just sort of info dump as much as I could for people because those are the resources that have helped me there's so many more out there Mm -hmm. and I think once you start looking it's easy to find now which is great there's there's so much great so many great creators and so much informative and helpful content out there absolutely you know I hope the people who do listen are, you know, inspired to be their own advocate. Our six viewers. <laughs> those, those six viewers. Those six <laughs> viewers. Um, to you, six. <laughs> Hats off to you. Six. Be be your six own people advocate. Six
2: people that watch our podcast. <laughs> and <you> know,
1: <laughs> hopefully, we've we've opened some opportunities for some good discussions around yeah, here because this can be a hard yeah. thing to talk about, especially with people who are in your life that love you that maybe don't have a frame of reference for this. Yeah. 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 Um, absolutely. People who love you and care about you, uh, who, you know, have never experienced this stuff mm-hmm. or not to the same extent or yeah. the people who have, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. Thank you for being thank here. you. All right, guys, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week and, uh,
2: Yeah,
0: we'll see you next Tuesday. Yeah,
2: we'll see you next Tuesday. Oh,
0: I got you. Oh, I got you. I got you. Get your mind out of the gutter. Six people. I can't believe you
2: said that to those Get your mind out of the gutter. My goodness. You're a child. What kind of podcast is this? I hate you.
0: (laughs) um next time we see you i will be of legal drinking age Woo! yeah it's very exciting very That's exciting five days from today
2: oh god we're gonna have to record this podcast after the bar hopping
0: oh yeah man. tuesday well, after
2: yeah <laughs> yeah well we'll see you then <laughs> it's not the worst idea you'll already
0: be at my dorm you will already might be no, recording door. Door. yeah, yeah. we yeah. just
1: might not drink that water mm, hydrate yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> So, uh,
0: yeah. Alright, we'll see you guys soon.